You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleveland, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleveland.com. It's what it's about. And so today, to get started, I need two volunteers. Before you volunteer... I need a right-handed volunteer and I need a left-handed volunteer. Who's somebody, let's start with the left-handed because I know that's a smaller crowd. Anybody left-handed? You want to volunteer? Your, hand, your name went up first. Come on. Come on, Noel. And I need somebody right-handed. All right, come on down here. Let's go. Let's go. All right, so Noel, you volunteered first. Do you want red, black, or blue? Or red, black? Green. Yes, I said that right. I don't have green. <laughs> red. Red. Black or blue? Blue. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to leave some space. Okay. Okay. Let, I better let Noel go up high because, you know, higher. she's higher. Um, and so first, I want you to write your name with the normal hand that you write. So Noel, you go first. Write your name. Very pretty. She, yes. She writes in the ancient language of cursive. Okay. You write yours, write yours down there. Now, switch hands. You knew where I was going with this. You knew where I was going with this, all right? So write your name below that with your non-dominant hand. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Ambidextrous. (laughs) All right, Kimber. Okay. Kimber made the point a little better, Miss Ambidestrous. <laughs> All right, y'all give them a hand. They did a good job, didn't they? I'm not. Okay. So if you'll notice, oh, sorry, I'm stepping all over you. If you'll notice, when they wrote with the hand they're comfortable with, it's a whole lot better. No, Noel's looks pretty similar. But, but Kimber, there was a marked difference. And Kimber, if this was me, it'd be the same. Uh, you could barely read my handwriting with my right hand. You wouldn't be able to read it at all with my left hand. Those, those of you that got, get a card from me, you know what I'm talking about. Um, hey, it's the thought that counts, amen? Uh, and so what I want us to see is God has all given us something that we're good at. So whether you write with your right hand, write with your left hand, you have something that you're strong at. And today, what we call those things is we call them your spiritual gifts. And what I'm I'm saying to you today is if you will do what you are strong at, if you will write with what you're strong at, it'll be better. Now, notice, you can still read their names, but it was a whole lot cleaner when they wrote with what they were strong with. And so today, we're looking at spiritual gifts. I want to give you a definition of spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are abilities given to an individual, individual believers by the Holy Spirit in order to equip God's people for ministry, both for the edification of the church and for the salvation message of God. And guys, we talked about last week, we started this series on the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you, if you missed last week, uh, go back and, and listen to it because, or watch it. 
Because I talk about basically Holy Spirit theology 101. So this week I'm kind of building off of it a little bit. And we see, we saw today, our, our hope is that people get saved and they get baptized. But what we truly believe is, is people should seek spirit baptism. Now, today what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about spirit baptism. What I'm saying is we believe that when you give your heart to Jesus, Jesus gives you gifts and abilities to help uplift his body. And so... Today, the title of my message is, Why Are Spiritual Gifts Important? Why Are Spiritual Gifts Important? If you have your Bibles, grab them. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I will be there today. I'm going to ask Pastor Grant to come get our, our nice little whiteboard. Otherwise, we're going to sit and look at it the whole time. Uh, and so, if this is your first time with us at Hope Church, we are so excited that you are here today. If you'll go out there and see them at the welcome desk, they've got a gift for you. It is a Hope Church cup. It's really nice. Second time, go see them as well. Uh, they've got a Hope Church t-shirt for you. Then on the third visit, I want to encourage you in two things. This week, this week is our Are You New Here dinner. So if you have not yet had dinner with me or you've come to me and complained that you've never had dinner with me, um, you know who you are. You're laughing. So that's for you. Scan the QR code there on the chair in front of you and click Are You New Here? Come to the dinner, uh, and, and you'll get to meet the staff. Uh, I'm hoping some of the leadership will come. I don't know if they're coming because none of them have signed up. Hint, hint. Uh, and, and so if you could sign up for that, let us know that you're coming. Uh, it would be great to have you. It's, there's no strings attached. It's just have fun, eat some dinner, have some good food, uh, and get connected with one another. Also, the next step after that is our Hope Connect. Hope Connect is a great way uh, to get connected here at Hope Church. Find out what we believe uh, and get involved. And that's coming up on December 4th. You can sign up for that on the QR code as well. But I have a very important announcement, okay? This does, this does have to do with you a little bit. Uh, even though if you show up at 10, you're either going to be late for the first service or really early for the second service, okay? Next week, we go back to two services for the holidays. So it's going to be at 9 and 11 o'clock. What are the service times? 9 <laughs> Okay, so if you show up at 10, you're going to be way early for the 11 o'clock, or you're probably going to walk in right as I start preaching. Actually, no, the service will be halfway over by then. But you can always stay for the 11 o'clock. So next week, we go to 9 and 11. We will be that way until after the first of the year. Um, so... Also, we do change on Christmas. Christmas is on a Sunday this year, if you haven't looked that far ahead. Uh, we know that you are super spiritual and that all of you are going to show up on Christmas Day. So we're going to have service the day before on Christmas Eve uh, at 1030, and we will not have any services on Christmas Day. So we will have a Christmas Eve service at 1030, and there will be nothing going on here on Christmas Day. Okay? So, yes, I know you can tell me that I'm not spiritual or not. Uh, you know, that's fine. Uh, we're just, we just feel like that's the best thing for us to do. 10.30 on Christmas Eve, we're having service Christmas Day. We will have nothing. And we'll have service as normal on New Year's Day, which is on a Sunday as well. 10.30 is morning, yes. 10.30 a.m., excuse me. I'll make sure. My mom wants to make sure y'all don't show up for a 10.30 p.m. Christmas Eve service, okay? You're welcome to show up. The building will not be open, though. Uh, just worship in the parking lot. Uh, 10.30 a.m. on Christmas Eve. We'll have one service. We'll celebrate. Uh, we'll sing some Christmas carols, uh, and then we'll go home and celebrate the birth of Jesus, okay? Sounds good? So next week, you can come at 9 or 11. You can't come at 10. Got it? Yeah. 
All right, what are spirit, why are spiritual gifts important? We've we'll found this in 1 Corinthians 4, or 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 says, Now there are varieties of gift, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same God. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. Number one, all of our talents come from God. We all have a variety of different gifts, but they all come from God. You know, I can play the guitar. There's a bunch of you, if I said, okay, I want you to get up on the stage and play guitar, you would have already started to freak out when I said, get up on the stage, right? Because, you know, if, if you've ever studied it, what the number one fear is, the number one human fear is not death, it's public speaking. So you are more afraid of being in front of people than dying, okay? So I would lose you there. But I have learned to play the guitar from a young age. I was 16 years old with a half-stack speaker in my parents' uh, my parents' house. Uh, my favorite time to practice was like 11.30 at night. Uh, and mom would come, knock on my door. Can you turn that down just a little bit, right? And at the middle of the night, she, she never knew that it would turn into this. Uh, I think she probably did. But, you know, that's what God gifted me. And, and I have musical ability. There's, there's things that I can pick up. But, but if your car is broken down, do not call me. Because here's what I'm going to do. If my car breaks down, I'm going to call somebody else. Because I don't know what to do. I can change the tire. I can ch I can put gas in it. Uh, I can change the wind. Well, I, you know, O'Reilly has has really spoiled me on that one. Uh, I used to could change my windshield wipers. Now I can't anymore because they did. They're like, you want me to put these on? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, and now they put your battery in your car too. They're like, you want me to put your battery in the car? Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> Preacher going to preach. Preacher not going to put a battery in a car. Uh, and so, but that's, I just don't have, some of you, you're like, come on, you're not a real man if you don't know how to put a battery in a car, okay? Well, you can take your Wranglers and put them into a car. It's fine, all right? I just don't know how to do that, okay? And But God gives each of us specific gifts to make his body great. But if you do not give them back to God, you are being selfish, so let me put it to you this way. You go and you make money with your gifts. You know, and I say over and over and over, everything that we have comes from God. And, and you being cynical, you're sitting there probably going, well, I go to work and I make my money. Well, yeah, okay, sure, you do. But there was something about your talents and your gift sets that made your boss go, hmm, this is the right person for the job think those talents that impressed your boss to get the said job that you have, where do you think those came from? They came from the Lord. And so all the Lord asks for in return is for you to use those gifts to serve his body. That's all he asks. But oftentimes we're selfish and we hoard them to ourselves. But guys, we cannot expect God to bless us with what we need to make a living if we're not willing to give it back to him. Let me put it to you this way. God gave us everything in his son, Jesus. Why is it so hard for us to give him some? God's not expecting all. He's just expecting a little bit. 
a little bit of our time, talent, and our treasure. But we hoard it all to ourselves, and then we wonder why we are not blessed. Continue on to verse 12. It's getting tense in the room. Lighten up, it's okay. (laughs) For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot should say, but I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, what would it make less? So it goes on and on and on. It talks about the different parts of the body saying, well, if I wasn't this, if I wasn't that. The bottom line is this. God made you to be something. Now, he uses the human body because it's something that we can understand. What would, happen, what would have happened this morning if I would have woken up and my right hand just decided not to work? Do you think I'd be able to play guitar? No. I probably, I'm right-handed, so I probably would have had fun putting my pants on. Uh, you know, because have you ever tried to put, have you ever hurt one of your appendages and then try to put your pants on with one hand? It's difficult unless you only wear stretchy pants. Uh, and if you do that, no judgment here, stretchy pants are great. Uh, but if you actually wear button pants, uh, it can be difficult and, and you have a zipper because uh, you need, sometimes you need two hands to do that. And so the same is true. How difficult would be, would it be for me to be able to walk if I only had one leg working? The same is true with the body of Christ. You may be a foot. You may be a hand. You may be an eye. You may be a nose. You may be, some of you may be a booty. You know, I don't know. I don't know what God made you to be. You know? But what would happen if you just stopped, if you just decided not to give what God asked you to give? Because guys, I think, we, I think we show up at church and everything is always put together and we don't actually know what goes into this. Did you know, you know how the baptism tub got here today? Pastor Grant and I went out to the enclosure and picked it up and brought it in here. And it had dirt all over it, so you know what we did? We sprayed it off. Difficult, I know. It, it sounds like it, right? And then we, then we put it in, and Pastor Grant filled it up with water. Then we, got this, then we got this heater from Tractor Supply. Can you imagine somebody looking like me going into Tractor Supply? They look at me and go, what are you doing here? <laughs> then I say, I'm trying to get a heater for a baptism. Then they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> it all makes sense then. Like, why is this city boy in here? He don't even understand. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Sometimes I think we walk into the service and we see that the bathrooms are clean. We see that the floors have been vacuumed and we think, ah, it just magically happens. Well, you know, it's just like at your house. Somebody magically comes in and cleans and, and makes your bed and changes your sheet every once in a while. Oh, that doesn't happen at your house? Well, it doesn't happen here either. And so anything that goes on here is done by people. If you have kids, you're sitting in this service because amazing people have given up their time, time they could be in this service to watch your kids so that you could watch undistracted. And if you're distracted, it's your fault uh, because you didn't put your kids in kids' church. Uh, And I'm just being honest today. Uh, But what would happen if you gave up a service for them to come to service? 
Doesn't that sound fair? But yet, we come, we've developed an attitude in church where we take, 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 and we expect everybody else to give. And then we want Jesus to give it all to us. Guys, I'm about to offend you if I haven't already. It's not enough to come to church, take from the body, and give nothing back. It's not enough. And I don't want to hear, I, I, I hear it all the time. Pastor, you just don't understand how busy I am. Okay? I, I get it. But then I see people like somebody sitting in front of me, Paul Denman. Paul is going to shoot me because I've said it and I'm going to say it in all three services. And he'll probably not be in the third service just so he didn't have to hear it again. Uh, Paul works six days a week. He's a car salesman. And he works long hours you know what he does on his one day off? If he gets a day off, sometimes we, have to, <laughs> sometimes we have to cover for him. He goes to Bristol Park and leads the worship for our church over there. And heaven forbid he has to work because those ladies get grumpy with us because we don't do it as good as Paul does it. But he takes his one day off to go over there and do it. We all have time. We're all given the same amount of time. The question is, will you use that time to give back to the Lord? Because I guarantee you, there's stuff that you do that's fun. I guarantee it. Because I do. If I could take out my TikTok time, I'd change the world. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Sometimes I look up like, I've been on this thing an hour. What happened? Uh, don't judge me. You do the same. Skip down. Verse 26. And if you don't, don't get on TikTok. It will get you. If one member suffers, we all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Number three, we are only as strong as our weakest member. We are only as strong as our weakest member. The bottom line is, we need you. Think of me as Uncle Sam on a poster saying, we need you. That's me. I wish you knew all the amazing people that make this church work. I wish I could download into your brain all of the things that have to go right for you to have a top quality service. All the band members have to get up on time. Uh, they have to get here at a decent amount of time. It's been known to happen and not happen at times. You know, everybody's a human. But you, we have to, the, the power has to be working. People have to come uh, and, and clean the building. People have to, to take care of the kids. People have to, praise the Lord, the internet has to be working. If it's not working, whoo, it goes south, just like at your house. But I wish I could just download in your brain what makes this work. People get here early to make the coffee that you're drinking. People make sure that the toilet paper is stocked. So when you get to the bathroom, you don't go, uh-oh, there's no toilet paper. That doesn't happen here. You know why? Because we make sure it doesn't. We want your experience to be great. But the problem is when we make your experience great, sometimes you get comfortable and forget that somebody made that experience happen. And so my job, my job as your pastor is to not do the work but to empower you to accomplish what God has given the talents for you to do. If I do it, then I'm taking your opportunity to serve the kingdom of God. Because if you can make coffee, you get to bless somebody. 
Why should I take that blessing from you? And I think sometimes we elevate the positions we see. We elevate the pastor. We elevate the worship teams. But guys, let's think about it. If you go to a restaurant and the bathrooms are disgusting and it looks like no, it looks like a, a, a scene out of a movie, are you going to go back? I was censoring myself as that was going on, just telling you. Uh, <laughs> are you going back to that restaurant? Because if the bathroom's dirty, can you imagine what the kitchen looks like? If the wait staff is rude and, and gripes at you or just throws stuff on the table or doesn't pay attention to you, are you going back there? No. Why? Because you did not have a good experience. And I want you to know this. If you've had a good experience here at Hope Church, it happened because we did it on purpose. We put people at doors to shake your hands. We put people to have coffee. We, we made sure this was clean. We, we, the, the chairs were straight before you got in here, and then, you know, you happened. Uh, and we try to make sure you have offering envelopes in case you want to give. We try to make sure there's connection cards. We try to make sure there's Kleenexes just in case the Lord gets your heart during a baptism and you need a Kleenex. That was all put there by people. Amen. So my question for you today is, Will you pull your weight? So today, I want to end with our transformational moments. What are our transformational moments today? And I'm, I'm having to learn. I'm having to get there. I used to be, what does this mean for us? But we're talking about our vision here at Hope Church. We're all about transformed lives. And I think we saw that today. We saw lives transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what it's all about. But how can you be transformed today? Number one, are you willing to pull your weight? Are you willing to pull your weight? We cannot do this without you. And if you notice, if you pulled up in the parking lot, the parking lot's a little more dirty than it was last week. Because we're expanding. This wall's coming down. So this church is going to grow. So what does it take to grow the church? People. It takes more people working to build the church. We're going to have some opportunities when we knock down this wall. To build. If you're talented, it'd be good for me to know. If you know how to run some wire, it'd be great. My dad doesn't have to yell at me the whole time to run it, okay? Or if you ever work with my dad, he sweats on you. It's, it's a tough working environment. <laughs> Amen, Pastor Grant. <laughs> Grant's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm staying out of this. <laughs> but are you pulling your weight? But here's what I want you to do. I want you to do what you're strong at. If I put you in a room with kids and you have a panic attack, that doesn't help me a whole lot. Right? But there's sweet people like Miss Melanie that's over here that even the most heathen kid that you bring her, she'll put to sleep by the time she comes back. I mean, if you need to learn how to parent, Miss Melanie, she'll tell you, okay? And she held every one of my babies. There's, there's nobody that they would go to but Miss Melanie. You know what? Oftentimes, Miss Nemele serves three services because nobody helps the babies. And you know what? She'll never complain. She'll always show up. And it's great people like that that make this church awesome. But she would never know it because Melanie's not looking for a, a video. She doesn't want people to know about it. She just serves the Lord because that's what her called her to do. What if you served so Melanie could have a week off? Because people like Melody, you're not going to keep her down. 
you're not going to keep her from coming to church. But if she got a week off, I'm sure she'd love it. Right, Melanie? See, she's saying, sure. She loves to serve. She doesn't want to not serve. She loves the babies. But that's her heart. Your heart is something different. The second thing. Have you signed up for Hope Connect? So I know a lot of you are sitting there like, Pastor, I don't know where I can help. Great. I'm like a used car salesman. I've just got the thing for you. You can scan the QR code that's here in front of you. Sign up for Hope Connect. Hope Connect is where we tell you all about what we believe is the church, how we do things, what our process is, and you get to see where you can serve in the church. The next one is December 4th. If it hadn't got shut down yet, because um, we have to put a cap on it. We only have rooms so big to house these things. So if it gets shut down, let me know and I'll put another one on the calendar before the end of the year. Because I want everybody to have an opportunity to serve the Lord. The third thing, what are you waiting for today? What are you waiting on? Jesus gave his all for you. What are you waiting on to give him a part of what he's given you?